You are now tuned into the Two Bricks podcast with Sandbag Larry and Motherfucking Jimmy. Produced by Eraserhead. Uh, it's Two Bricks podcast. Uh, it's your host, No Bo Malone, aka Sandbag Larry, aka My Daughter Hates Sleep. Uh, AKA hashtag no hope <laughs> with my co-host. Uh Uncle Matt, aka Slob Marley, aka Um Rudolph the Red Nosed. I wanted to say Strangler, but I'm already the dolphin <laughs> strangler. I'm just out here strangling animals, man. <laughs> How many just more? Random. <laughs> you're next. Did you hear about the <laughs> so uh... <laughs> while I'm strangling Rudolph looking at the crow, you're next. <laughs> Did you hear about um the uh the dog that killed his owner? Because the owner had like a uh he had a shotgun, right? Yes, and the dog jumped on the shotgun. Shotgun was already <laughs> loaded, and I guess it was like a hair trigger. But then yeah. that's the story they want you to believe. <laughs> a dog was like, fuck you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, right. He was like, you know what time it is. <laughs> the hunting trip, my ass. I'm tired of this. Right. There is an alarming uh, amount of uh, dog or like pet killing people uh, articles. Yeah, I've definitely seen some over the years. There was one where a dog jumped, jumped into the um, what's that shit called? Like the uh, the middle of a car, like you know, like the front two seats. The mm-hmm. dog jumped in the middle and I guess knocked the car to neutral, and then the car rolled and killed the owner. Like the dog drove oh. over the owner or some shit. And I'm like, yo, what? That's so wild. That's a that crazy to way so to die. so confusing for the dog. Yes. <laughs> He's like, yo, what? Paul did what? This nigga's under the car. Yeah, it's wild. Right. It's super crazy. Yeah. There was you a- never hear about that with turtles. No. <laughs> yeah. You never hear about it with turtles or like lizards or like spiders. It's always just... This bipedal mammals and mainly just dogs because cats don't give a fuck about people. Yeah. They dogs live... all up in your shit. Yeah. I feel like a cat's life is like being an extra in the movie Warriors. They just roam the streets and find other cat gangs and just like fight and fuck and <laughs> they just live out in like the L train. Like they just have their own life. Nah. You seen that game? They got a game called, I think it's called Cat or, or something. It's not called Cat. It's called Stray. <laughs> oh, I've played Stray. I'd be Stray. <laughs> Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's fun. It is mad fun. It is like um, it's like you're so far into the future that humanity's gone, and that the robots mm-hmm. are trying to emulate humanity. So it's like robots trying to figure out what art is and what's the meaning of life as a robot. But you're the you're the animal like observing all of it. It's a really good game. Just exploring the space. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, as a cat, only cat game I ever played. I can't think of too many cat games to be honest. Remember Echo? That was a fucking shitty piece of work, you know. Mm-mm. It was a game. It was. I do you remember, not. You remember Game Gear? I had a Game Gear. They had so, a game called Echo. Yeah, I remember how Game Gear used to take like nine batteries for like two days. Yeah. <laughs> Echo was a fucking yeah. stupid ass game where you were a dolphin, and you, know, you were like trying to save oh, other dolphins. Oh yeah, that's right. The, it was terrible. It was the awful game ever made. You know, it was horrible. Not the most awful ever made, but it was a waste of time. It just drains your batteries, yeah. and you're like, fuck. I have to spend like $10 for nine double A's again. You know, it used to be my, this is 
I mean, you mentioned Game Gear, but this is I feel like this is back further than Game Gear. But my shit used to be um, was it Ninja Turtles two or one? It was one of them, but it was like for Super Nintendo, I think. Was it like I was um, so addicted to that shit? Was it side scroll? Like you went like this across the screen? Yeah, and you fought a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah, had to deactivate bombs the, underwater with the um. Yeah, and the blinking, the enemies blinking before they die type yes, shit. Yes, <laughs> I played that Good shit times. on on um on the B drive. Remember the B drive? The B drive? I don't think so. Was yeah. it an emulator? No, it was an actual. It was a big ass floppy disk. It was like this. Oh, okay. And you had yeah, to put yeah. it into the computer and lock it down. Yeah. And I had the Turtles game on the B disk back in that in that time, and it was just nuts. It was fun. Oh, um, I was about to say something about the movie, but then I remembered. Did you watch? Uh, did you get to check out? No, not um, yet. Altered states. I haven't yet. It looks funny though. It kind of looks like a. Um, it looks like it's actually a serious movie, but it's mm-hmm. really bad in execution. So I need to actually, I need to spend time and actually uh, watch it. The funny thing is, I mean, obviously we can't go too deep because um, I don't want to spoil it for you but the the funny thing is like it it made me laugh out loud but it's clearly a serious movie and i think the reason it made me laugh out loud is because it was made in 1980 so like for 1980 audiences it was probably humorous in certain points and scary in others Mm. and the whole way i receive it now is like yo this shit is fucking hilarious because like the context is different you know it would be like if there was a movie called the yellow page killer, you know what I mean? But yellow pages don't exist anymore. Right. So he's like in the phone book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm not going to go into that. If if you haven't seen it, Um, I think it's a mini general story is this guy works in, um, was it some, some high level university um, as a psychologist and He's like obsessed with the nature of metaphysical existence and what is God or whatever. And the way he does his experiments is by going into a sensory deprivation tank. That was half of the humor for me, because if you've been in a sensory deprivation tank, it's not the way they depict it in the movie. Obviously, because because it's a horror movie, it's a horror sci fi movie. Damn, that's so, just been out that long. The tank. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's like they make the idea of the sense the sensory deprivation tank real ominous. And it's just kind of, every time I saw the tank, I would chuckle to myself because it's like, that's not, it's not going to do all this. Like eventually by the end of the movie, he like starts to, to um, de-evolve into like a cosmic pool of whatever humanity was before it became humans. And it's like, all of this is essentially from, from a combination of a, of a, of a, of deprivation tank. And like the movie's version of ayahuasca, which they call first flower. That's funny. So like he travels to Mexico or something and like they cut his hand and pour the blood in the drug and then he drinks it and starts hallucinating. And then he's like, it's bullshit. They were jerking me around. And the guy's like, well, why did you uh, bring some back with you? And then he goes back to the lab and then he's like, I got to go back in the tank and take some more. And he trips some more. And like then he's, his body starts to change. And um. I'm still, I'm still, leave, I'm gonna leave the part that I know is, I'm gonna leave the part out that I know you're gonna die laughing when you see it, because I just, I want you to come back and be like, yo, what the fuck was that? Yo, it's a good wow. movie. Though. I definitely recommend it to anybody listening. Altered States, 1980. 
Do you have to put? Do you supposed to put blood in ayahuasca? Is that part of the thing, or is that just in the movie? I don't think so. I never no, heard just, that part. I know people taking no, it. No, but... that was just Hollywood, like scary <laughs> ethnic Mexican people. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're gonna put. They're gonna put blood into that. Maybe uh, there was some ritual somewhere where somebody included blood, but like it was really, it was very 1980. You know, what that's mean? funny. Yeah, that's how I feel about Death Wish. You ever seen Death Wish with uh, Charles Bronson? No, I just I, remember the jokes from Simpsons. Oh God, I've watched all of them, but Death Wish for the Crackdown is like my seven, favorite. Right? Uh, I think there's only four from Charles Bronson, and I think they remade okay. it with like probably like Liam Neeson or The Rock or whoever the fuck. But Death you Wish said four is your favorite. Yeah, Death Wish four is the funniest. It's the Crackdown. It's so it's like the intro to Crack. Like Crack has just become like this new thing. Yeah, <clears throat> for whatever reason. Like Charles Bronson's on the case, and he's he's trying to infiltrate the crack game, but he does it terribly. Like he pretends to be like a Mexican <laughs> waiter, but you can clearly tell he's an old white man. And he goes <laughs> to the table, and like there's scenes where the people there don't realize. You know what it's like? It's like Chicken Boo. Remember Chicken Boo from Animaniacs? Yeah, that was such a bizarre. That's exactly what happens in the movie. Cartoon where, like, sketch. <laughs> people don't realize he's not Mexican until it's too late. And then he's like already gone, and there's like he's a bomb under the table. Yeah, and this Am one I the guy, only crazy one here. Exactly. <laughs> this one dude who's like, I'm pretty sure that's not Ricardo. He's like, What are you talking about? Yeah. It's, but the way, because it's the '80s, and the way the violence is, they started getting into explosions. But the explosions mm-hmm. were so late that you could see the claymation face before the explosion. So if yeah. you freeze frame, and you just see like five people like this. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, oh, it's so good. I like, I like um more and more. I watch old movies in general, but like when I catch movies around like late seventies into the eighties, going into early nineties, it's always hilarious because the special effects were new then. Oh my god! So it's like the height of special effects in 1992 and a real serious theme. And then you're watching it now and it looks like something you could do on MS paint. (laughs) It just, it it hits different. It shit is funny. It's like a 19, it's like a windows 95 screensaver. (laughs) Moving around. Oh, that's so funny. It's funny when, um, like, uh, I forgot what movie this was. There's a movie (laughs) with, um, Paul Rudd. Well, no, Paul Rudd's not in the movie. But he always shows his clip to Conan O'Brien, where it's like this little boy on a wheelchair. I think I know what you're talking going about. Going down yeah, a cliff, falls, yeah. off a, falls off the cliff of a waterfall. Mm-hmm. At the end, it's like this really bad CGI alien, like, whoa! And like the face is so big. <laughs> it's like the entire screen of the movie. Ah, so good. I think it's called Mac and Me. And I think yeah, it's from like okay, the yeah, 80s. Yeah, 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 with the but little the, cartoony dude. You could, they didn't know how to. How to impose? Like I think green is it green? What's the old one? Green screen or blue screen? I, I think blue which screen is older. Yeah, so apparently I blue, think blue screen, screen is older. They don't know how to put two frames together. So like, if I'm here and the blue screen's behind me, the special effects is like in front of me. You can tell we're not together, and green yeah. screen blends it all. So when they yeah. use the blue screen in the movie, and you see the kid fall off the um. Fall off the fucking cliff. The face is like this. <laughs> it's like whoa, and like in the background, it's a little boy falling. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Oh man, I need to watch that full movie one day. 
But just that clip is so funny on so many levels. And Conan never sees it coming. Oh, shit. Have you ever seen... um? Oh, it's the moment. No, it's not a movie. It was a um, TV series. I think it was called like Small Wonder. It was like the little girl was a robot. They adopted a little girl robot as a. It was almost like AI with Haley Joe Osmond, but like in 1982. No, what was it called? Small Wonder. I think so. You should you should look that up. We should Google um, that. Alpha's um, weird. Harry was Harry Alpha's weird. weird. Harry and the Hendersons was weird. There was a there was another. I feel like there was another alien other than Alf that escapes me. There was two um, Nickelodeon that was pretty weird. There was an you alien remember, show on Nickelodeon? Yeah, you remember Alan Strange? No. Really? Yo, it's a crazy it's a crazy show because he's black. It's in the 90s. But he's an alien and he's black. So he's dealing with both <laughs> and like white suburbia. This was like when they had Salute Your Shorts and Hey, and hey Dude on? Yeah, I think like that, that was era Mac- of Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think it's like Cover Six explains it all and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny because when you're watching it as a kid, because we're black, we're just looking at it like, oh, he's a black alien. But looking mm-hmm. back on it now, it's like, oh, he's also living the experience of being black and being like, you know what I mean? He's got yeah. like, I don't even know the word is for for alien racism here, speciesism. Species, species is a mere speciesist. It's it's a weird, it's a weird uh, show. And then Alex Mack was an alien, but she would turn into like. I do remember Alex goo. Mack. She would she would turn into they they pretty much bit off a of Terminator too. Exactly, <laughs> the she guy was like, into, like Jello. I remember <laughs> yeah, that. for no reason. What was yeah, the that was like that? her her secret weapon in every situation. I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll turn into goo water for no reason. Like, who are you getting away from? Yeah. Uh, just like Fast and Furious, where every problem is solved with a car, I no matter what it movie. is. So, you know what? Maybe if I started driving when I was like 16 or something, that movie would have meant more to me. But just, oh I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> Fast and Furious 3, 4, 5, I'm okay. I think I, I think I saw the first one on like TV or something, and I was like, oh, so it's just racing and, and, and super family. cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the first um, one's... The first was funny though. The first two were pretty good, but after a while, you're like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> Ludacris wasn't in the first one, right? No, Ludacris, Ludacris, Tyrese. I want to say um, Michelle Rodriguez came back. All that stuff started happening when Fast and Furious became like a heist franchise. It wasn't really about mm. the cars, and it was the cars, but it was more about them like stealing stuff or getting okay. something back. The problem is. For whatever reason, everything had to deal with solving problems with the car. So I'll give you an example, right? There's a there's a nuclear missile about to go off. For some reason, The Rock and Jason Statham were fighting with like pieces of concrete. The only way to stop this nuclear missile is to get ludicrous in like a 1997 Toyota Camry with a particular <laughs> laptop so he can hack the missile from the car so that the missile doesn't <laughs> blow up like downtown Los Angeles. Just like, what? Why was he in the car? He could have just been in the right. cubicle. Like he didn't have to be in a camera. Like I don't get what the. <laughs> you still have to watch the last one where they send Tyrese and Ludacris to space. Why are they go oh to space? God. They have... where else? Where else <laughs> you gonna go? No, but like I feel like the, I feel like the Ninja Turtles went to space at one point. I know the Power Rangers definitely did. Urkel went to space. He did. Homer when? went to space. Urkel Homer went to space went at space. the end of the at the end of the last season. 
like right before the end. Mind oh, you, I've, I've been right. watching episodes recently, so I'm a little With refreshed. NASA, right? Doing like a NASA yeah. program or something. He was like the that. first the first student in space, and then he he gets like disconnected from the satellite and it's like are we going to lose urkel it's like <laughs> it's like the second to last episode they they hit you with a like this is how we're going to end and then he finally makes it back home and then the next episode is the last one wow really I yo i was that. i don't remember i was re-watching family matters family matters has some solid episodes especially in the in the latter seasons once they were like an established franchise. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause I had to think about it for a minute. Jaleel Urkel was so fake. I mean, Jaleel Urkel, damn. <laughs> Jaleel White. Uh, that's, that's, that's why he was saying shit. Like put a bullet in my head. Jaleel White. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jaleel White was so, ta- is so talented, but was so, um, pigeonhole. I think ubiquitous. Ubiquitous is the word I'm looking for, but he was like everywhere. Mm. Omnipresent. I might as well say he was, he was, he was so known he was fucking doing the Urkel dance on like the AMAs with B. Arthur and like doing yeah. tours through the White House and stuff. And like Urkel introduces you to physics VHS. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not to go off topic, but every time I hear the word nah, B. Yeah. Arthur, I always think about that, uh, that Jeffrey Ross joke. <laughs> he goes, oh, I know it was a good one. <laughs> he says something like, man, I want to fuck that bitch with B. Arthur's dick. And then they cut the camera that. and the authors in the audience. <laughs> yeah, it was so oh. mean. Oh god. Um, but no, yeah, Urkel was Urkel was a man. He was Sonic too. Nah, he was the, the voice of Sonic. Nah, he yep, he was the voice of Sonic. There's a couple of things. Like like when I think about my childhood, actually his face was everywhere. And he was in everything. Like he was in a couple of commercials. And yeah. like and even before Family Matters, he was in the business. But um but watching the 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 episodes like the last season and you know then Myra show up looking bad as hell and Laura mm-hmm. all grown and thick in the right places like it yeah. was a pretty satisfactory season before they cut on out like like right when they brought the new mom in right when the, the real mom of the entire show left I wonder what the conspiracy is behind having dark skinned mothers transition to light skinned mothers but there's a paper bag test bro. <laughs> huh it's the paper bag test you heard of the paper bag test because apparently the yeah now nah, apparently the show started with um it's supposed to be about Harriet Harriet was supposed to be the focus yeah. of the show before, yeah because she was the um, like the what was she a teacher or a fucking no she was she, something. she was a she was a a clerk um or something or something like that on Perfect Strangers with the with the dude and his middle Balky. his uh Middle Eastern co- yeah that's right yeah Balky. Yeah, I used to love that show. Actually, I never understood the jokes. I only laugh when older people laughed. Right. I like the feeling of the show. I need to rewatch that somewhere. Oh, so Yo. so. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, so Harriet's a crossover <laughs> universe from Perfect Strangers into Family Matters. Like, there's yeah, because the because Carl was on Perfect Strangers too, and and uh, Die Hard, which is totally a, a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, and he plays a and he plays a and cop plays in a that cop. one. Like he really he really got pigeon pigeonholed. Yeah, pigeonholed into yeah. that. Yeah, apparently he was gay too. Not that that matters, but it's just like ironic that him, him and, and Phil um, Avery, James Avery, yeah, James Avery, Phil Avery. <laughs> you did the same. You did the same thing I did. Yeah, the exact Urkel. same thing. <laughs> yeah, Phil Avery. You know what I'm talking about, nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. So it's weird because I forgot when I learned that. 
And then I remember just being like mind blown. I was high one day and I realized that family matters was a double entendre. It was like family means something, but then these are also the matters within the family. I was like, oh shit, that shit is clever as fuck. That's definitely a high thought. Yeah. It was a double entendre. It's like bars. Family does matter. That was one of the jokes in the um, sketch for Key and Pill when he was like, that's two Urkels and no car and no family on a show called Family Matters. You yeah, saw that right great. when um what's the man's name? James Taylor, James James Tyler, something. Yeah, the dude, the dude who played who Everybody Rock. Hates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played Urkel in the sketch. And he does like the Jedi mind trick. And but but oh to that point, that's half the fun of the show once it jumps to shark. Like once Urkel splits into Stefan and, and has yeah. like an invention for everything, like in my memory. I feel like back then I thought it was corny, but when I watch it again now, I enjoy it at a different level. Even though I recognize like we're in batshit la la land, like none of this stuff makes yeah. any just every every episode, the entire kitchen gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. It's back together at the end yeah. of the, you know what I mean? Like it was really bridging the gap between cartoon and reality. It was really fun. Like I remember um, like trying to watch it faithfully growing up. And I remember everybody's name had a small letter in it. And that sounds weird. Like, you know, like in if the, somebody's name is like McCreary, yeah, yeah, it would be like capital M, lowercase C. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'd notice shit like that. And that dude, Darius McCreary, is hella strange. Um, Eddie? He is, is Eddie an interesting character. Yeah, no. He, he's um, very strange. He wiped up Corinne Stephens. Strange thing number one. Um, there was something else. He talks weird. Like, he talks as if he thinks... He's like a Shakespearean actor. And it's like Nicky Eddie Winslow. He does, like, what he are does you talking do that. about? And then he played like James Brown on like some weird ass um oh, I didn't BET see that. show. It was a show based on um Cornelius. Don Cornelius. Mm. And I guess there's a scene oh, where oh, um yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the title. Yeah, there's a scene where um a James Brown shows up, but you know, Darius McCreary is like six four. And I'm like, you just have James Brown show up as a six four basketball playing ass nigga with weird hair. Yeah. I don't know. He's a strange guy. That's like, I can't remember what movie it was. I think it was the MC Hammer movie, and Suge Knight was Dark Sin. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, yes. Like, you know what I mean? It shouldn't make a difference, but it, it just really stood out. Like, this nigga ain't Suge uh, just because you give him a cigar. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, right. He's bald. You and, remember, and um, wait, and um, Homeboy from uh, Moesha was Tupac. Did you see it? Oh, wait a minute. He was Tupac in um what movie? In the it's Hammer called, movie? It's the MC Hammer You Can't Touch This Story. And what's and my man from and my man from uh from 40 Year Old Virgin is Hammer. He did a good job as Hammer, actually. That's right. I know exactly what he's talking about. I know the talk yeah. the, the dude talking about for Tupac too. Um Yo, I forgot his name. Speaking though. of speaking of bad uh biopics though, when you get a chance, I know I already said watch um Alter States, but look up the the DeBarge movie it's like the lifetime debarge story first oh, of no. all there's i just listened to i story. like it earlier today i love the thing their story yo you know the story of their family yeah the addiction runs yo, super bad mad heroin yeah, no all, all of, them of jail and together the mm-hmm. father and what the father did to them they were or half of them and yeah i think chico used to date Janet jackson no that's chico. james it's james, it james because yeah. uh and janice documentary she talks about like he was the first person she had dated and he told her they had an addiction and that was the first time she had seen 
that level of addiction. Like this nigga was, you know, super. Yeah, long he was gone. on. Um, he was on either Doctor Drew or Doctor Phil talking about Michael Jackson stopped him from jumping off a roof. For and real? he was like, yeah, he said he was, you know, because when James married Janet, he moved in with them and still has a drug mm, problem. But, you know, right. now you're living in Joe Jackson's house. And he and was so like 19 at, years old, I think, or 20 years old. He yeah, was very young. Yeah, they both were. And so at one point he was so fucked up, he got up on the roof and he was about to kill himself. And everybody was yelling at him to come down. And he said Michael just walked up to him real calmly. And just started talking to him. And then he came off the edge. And I remember whoever was interviewing him, like Dr. Drew or whatever, they were like, what did he say? And he was like, I can't remember what he said. He just made me feel like the pain that I was feeling at that moment. He had felt it before. Wow. And I just came down. And I was like, yo, what the fuck did Mike say? I know. Oh, man, two things. All right, I got to go back to that type of story. One, talking about people in um, rap movies that don't match the uh, character. Remember Little C's and Notorious? I think it was like nine years old, bro. In the movie with Gravy, but Gravy plays Biggie. <laughs> the, Yo, the he's dude who mass. played uh, Fifty he plays when he was a kid. Yeah. Yo, he was like ten. Like, it was, was kind of weird. Young. Yeah. I'm like, C's never looked that fucking young or that small. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. um, Ti and has Anthony Mackie st- played Tupac horribly. Oh no, Anthony Mackie was Tupac in Notorious. Yeah, because he yeah, plays he Papa Doc in Eight Mile. Oh, he is Tupac. Jesus Christ. And I love He's Anthony so Mackie. That's my man. Yeah, that's, that's a bad role for him. He be he be hit or miss sometimes. He's a good actor, but um, no, he really is. But uh, you just they, Ti, yeah. Ti had a um, I want to say it's the nigga from Creed. <clears throat> Who's the with arms wide open nigga? With arms wide open. <laughs> that's Creed. That's Creed. So, I can't remember my man's name though. The dude from Creed, one of the niggas, tried to kill themselves and they landed on top of like T.I.'s trailer or something. Like, I, I think, think the I dude either, either like jumped or was about to jump and T.I. was there for some reason. And T.I. talked about killing himself. And T.I. had no <laughs> idea who he was. He didn't even know that he was famous. He thought he was like a random listen, white guy. Listen here, judiciously, <laughs> yeah, it would be ex- inarticulate. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is to be suspended, expeditious. Uh, Ludicrously, <laughs> I believe I believe Ti will talk you out off a roof or off a bridge. I can see him doing it, and not even knowing who you are, just him being there. He's just mm-hmm. dying to talk to you. Good man. Yeah, no, nah, he does. He definitely seems like a real nigga. All the stories I've heard about him from other people, other like people in the industry, he's definitely like one of them. Man. Yo, uh, random because we were talking about movies, and I started to rewatch this the other day. Did you see the random Missy? Are you a Spade fan? Wait, who is it called? Uh, the the movie's called uh, The Wrong Missy, but I immediately after that asked, were you a David Spade fan? I am a David Spade fan. The The brand of Missy? No, no. The I'm sorry, The Wrong Missy. Oh, The Wrong Missy. What is it on Netflix? I think yeah, it is because I I watched it on a on a date (laughs) with this chick once, and she didn't get none of the jokes. I was like, oh, this movie's too white. <laughs> like in my head, I was like, "This movie is too white for her." <laughs> she was like, "Um, is it? Why are we it watching this?" <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty new. Like it's it's like it's one. Of, you know how Adam Sandler makes like ten films every year. He does. He does. It, it was it was one of the like um, Happy Madison films for like maybe either twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one or twenty nineteen maybe. But um, everybody's in it. Fucking. Um, 
Rob Schneider probably. Who's, Rob Schneider's in it. Rob yeah. Schneider's in it. Um, who's the it's Who's been. the dude who was? I feel like he was in Grandma's Boy. High pitched. Like he's guy. the youngest one of that pack, huh? Yeah, he has that voice, right? Like his voice has like a. Um, oh wait, you talking about the um? Not that guy. What's the What's that dude's name? I'm trying to think of roles he played because <coughs> I've seen him and he's hilarious. Um, yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name either. I want to say Nick Schwarzen or something like that. Or, or am I thinking the right person? It's close look it to up. it. Like I'm not on the internet. But anyway, it's just close to it. Yeah. I was. You ever um, heard the um the other white comedian where his voice goes up? He goes up an octave when he does comedy. It's like something with more. a G. It's like something like Gaffin. <laughs> what? Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, when he Hot talks, pockets. he goes. Yes, yes. That's what's confusing really, in my mind. I don't understand the joke. Why is everybody laughing? And then he breaks <laughs> yeah, his voice funny. down. Yeah. You know what I need you to do, sir? Explain to me in what universe is Amy Schumer funny? Because you told me you fucks with Amy Schumer, and I can't get it, man. The show. I thought the show was kind of funny, but it's only she funny had a show? because of the cast. She did have a show. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen her. I didn't even know that she was a, a comedian. Well, I guess okay. all, yeah, I didn't know she was doing stand-up, though. But um, the show, what was the name of that show? I forgot the name of that show. <coughs> but a lot of used to watch it. And the cast of the show was pretty funny. Like, they all went on to do, like, different shit. But they weren't, they weren't too bad together. I just never seen her stand-up. Her stand-up is probably trash. I feel the same way about Tiffany Haddish. Like, when yeah, I she watch has a reputation as a joke thief. Really? She's doing a Carlos Mencia thing? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's low key got that uh, oh, that scarlet no. letter on her. Cause like when but you're I talking about Haddish. Yeah, yeah. Like when I watch her and an ensemble of people, like the movie, but her and Eric Andre, even Little Rel too. Like I mm-hmm. feel like when I watch Little Rel alone, even Amy Schumer or Tiffany Haddish, they're just not funny. So like, Dude, would, I'm pretty sure. Go ahead. What'd you think of the Rel show, or whatever the TV show? I think it was just called Rel with Sinbad was his dad, and um. I heard just as hilarious it. was his sister. Was it funny? Um, again, you know what I mean. It's like the way it was written, and it's hard for me not to enjoy Sinbad. I don't know if that's just because of my age. It is. It's Sinbad though. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, every scene he's in, I'm happy he's there. Just as hilarious is funny. She can act her ass off. Rel does different characters. It's kind of like Martin. So he shows up in a wig every once in a while and has a voice, and it doesn't. It don't work. hit exactly like Martin. It's not bad. Like I feel like, like he like sometimes, I feel like a rail would work a million times better a certain amount of years ago. Not necessarily in the nineties, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like his, his timing. And that's not to say that he doesn't work good now. Like he's a great comedian. But um, as far as in sitcom, like when I saw him in the Carmichael show, I felt like that role was perfect for him. But that's probably because Gerard wrote it. Exactly. Gerard's you know? a fucking very, very good dude. I feel like Rel and Tiffany Haddish, and I guess Amy Schumer to a degree, because when I, I tried to watch one of her stand-ups, it just wasn't that funny. I ended up switching to Ali Wong, who was like one of the funniest people on the fucking planet. But uh, they're all, to me, like one level below Mike Epps. It's like Mike wait, Epps was like wait, that guy. Wait, go back. Who, who's, to, who's all one level below Mike Epps? Little Rel. Tiffany Haddish and Amy Schumer. They're all like mm. right below Mike Epps. Because Mike Epps to me was never really that funny. He just talks a certain way that it it translates 
on screen and in TV shows. So if Mike Epps is a TV show, you're like, I can do this. I feel like that's the exact same formula that Tiffany Haddish and Little Rel and Amy Schumer want to do. They want it to translate. Like, they want it to be like, oh, this guy's kind of funny on stage. So in his own show, he's got to be funny. But it just don't ever, like, reach the mark. And Marlon yeah. Wayans goes backwards. Like, Marlon... <laughs> is already a star, but he acts like he's not. Like, he acts like he's trying to prove, like, hey, I'm Marlon Wayans. Like, nigga, I know you. I've known you since, yeah. like, 1992. What are you talking about? Yeah, but these young know. kids don't know him. He really does have this, like, I'm gonna get better, I'm gonna get better, and he tries a little bit too hard. Although I heard the show Marlon wasn't that bad. I didn't watch it, though. I watched it. Like, Marlon can be too Marlon as much as I love Marlon, but I also think some of that is, like, baby sibling shit like he was the youngest of oh, a like whole bunch of kids. funny older brother yeah on, on top of other weigh-ins is mm-hmm. um but um but some of those episodes were dope it's kind of it's it's definitely a show about his life because like even the the girl he cast and they work with, with her a lot i can't think of her name i want to say ss atkins but i don't think that's her yeah, might be she's, her. A, she's a legend too still it fine. might be her yeah <clears throat> but um super fine um, she plays his wife and they're oh no, not his wife, his ex-wife. So like the show is about like his relationship with his ex-wife. And that's kind of the joke of the show, is that they're it's almost like they're still married, but they're oh, not married. It takes place after he got caught in the boat with them white bitches. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those were just pictures. I thought that was Photoshop. He admitted it. I was like, I had never admitted that shit. It looked like a really <laughs> bad picture. Nobody could have noticed it was really him until he said yeah, it. Yeah, nah. Because everything is Photoshop um, these days. And it was like 15 years ago 10 years ago yeah but nah that show was all right mike mike epps got a show out too um and niggas love that show i forgot with, um, what it's called wanda kim sykes is in it. and kim Fields. yeah yeah but, I, but because, I, I hear what you're saying yeah it's like it just it works just enough and then there's other people where it's like the what's the word for it? the star power is too big like jamie fox is too big like the jamie fox show was amazing but his yeah. talent was so fucking huge that it was like, all right, he can almost do anything. And not many people can get that. They can't cross all the platforms. I feel like, you ever seen that stand-up with Little Rel where he's in like a basketball, um, what's this shit called? A basketball court? No, what is it called? When he, no. How am I blanking what, out? Arena? I not guess. Arena. Like, okay. Like when, when they play basketball. No, not stadium. In a high school. Gymnasium. Gymnasium. There you go. There you go. He does stand like up in a gymnasium. Yeah. And it's like him in the center and it's like bleachers around him or like people around him. Mm. And the first like two minutes are such struggle jokes that you're just like, what <laughs> in the fuck? Is is this so you know how when people struggle, they talk louder and sweat faster? It's like that yeah. combination. He's like, you ever want to laugh? And then you just see like the perspiration going out of his He do look like he really needs that laugh. Yes. Like, if he don't laugh, he's about to like kill himself. Like, it's really bad. Oh, damn. Yo, speaking of, did we ever talk about Jack Knight? Jack Knight. Knight, K-N-I-G-T-H-T? Yeah. I totally can't spell. Yeah, you do it. Knight High Knights? Uh... Not why that name sound familiar though. Yo, Jack he Knight. he's you know rest in peace. Um, he he took his life. I want to say earlier this year. Uh, Self inflicted gunshot wound. But where's um, he from? Seattle. 
What, what um, does he but do? He's hilarious. Um, no, he was in. Um, he had just started. I want to say just started to break through, but like he had just. The he was on the show Bust Down, which was on Peacock NBC streaming program, and that was starting to get buzz. It was him, Jerome. I want to say the guy's name is Jerome Langston, but I might be. No, I'm thinking that's 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 somebody that's somebody um who writes for this magazine in Virginia. Um, oh, I'm looking at his face now. He was in Big Mouth. Uh, yeah, Chris Reed Red from SNL is on is on it, and um, yeah, he was on Big Mouth. That's um, where I know him from. But I would see some of his stand up clips. So he was hilarious, man. Like I really he I really felt like he was you know what I mean the next wave, and then he gone. Damn, um, the Green Ranger killed himself because of divorce. He did. Oh shit! Yeah, the that was a big thing on the the, the dude Jason. Mm. Uh, I feel like I saw his picture floating around, but I don't remember seeing yeah. anything about him. Damn. I, f- I forgot his full name, but yeah, he played the Green Ranger in the original Power Rangers, and he offed himself uh, 49. He was very well known in like, all the Comic-Con panels. Like, I know people that's met him in real life. Fucking Marlon. How'd he go? Know Marlon. Yeah, I do. Uh, nobody knows. They won't say it. But like Marlon and Joe Edwards and Benedict, they had dinner with this nigga before. Like, he, they were like that into Power Rangers, and he was like that dude. <laughs> Isn't that weird? But they're like very proud. They're very proud nerds. They're more proud. They're, they're never, the most proud I, nerds ever. Even when I was a kid and watching Power Rangers, because like you're at that age where you're like, oh, this is for kids. I still yeah, thought awesome. I still was not like that in the Power Rangers. You I liked know? it at the time. It, it didn't like change. You know, I didn't grow up with it. Like it never came. Yeah, like, like I got to collect all of them and get a poster and, you know, Yo, get every I mean, game that gonna... comes out. I mean, this is that type of humor, but uh, one of my coworkers cried a little bit, and it's not—it's not sad. It's just they, you said funny. they cried a little bit. Yeah, they cry a little bit when they found out about the Green Ranger because they were such deep Power Ranger fans, like Marlon oh, and Joe. Wow, wow! It's not funny, but there's a joke somewhere in there. I don't—I know this is gonna get us fucking banned it's kinda, somewhere. It's kind of funny. There's something there. I just can't—I can't pull it together yet. It just sounds to me. Yo. uh... Uh, mood switch, but um, you heard about the uh, the Idaho, the Idaho college oh, murders. You, you know, I know. Yeah, yo, that's an inside <laughs> job. Inside job. Oh, definitely, um, definitely. The call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, completely. <laughs> the roommate, the surviving roommate, calls like six hours later, which is, doesn't yep. make any sense. Yep. It's gonna be like one of them like documentary movie shits for white people because white people it's love like, an unsolved murder. It was the boyfriend of their own. Or the the ex boyfriend, or the or I'm just throwing people oh, out there, yeah, random right. associates. That's, you know what, what I mean? It it's going to be like the gardener, the scurned guy. You know, two seats over. It's like a Scooby Doo mystery. <laughs> yeah, yo, but I was, I, that's what I was thinking about when I was like, you know, we'll do another one. Like it was a pretty eventful holiday season. You know what I mean? You think there's going to be another mass shooting come Christmas? Just as the cheer I starts to know. soak in. That's like the no, that's like the most dangerous thing about being an American is like getting shot buying like random Toilet shit paper. like stool softener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're constipated, you go to fucking get stool softener, and then the Walmart manager loses his mind. Yeah, and that's like, the, damn. All I wanted yo, was you, a shit tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? or, or 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 how about how about. I'm coming into my shift. I just want to get off because I'm tired and I know I have to prepare for Thanksgiving. And then Any, yeah. next thing you know, you know what I mean? The little shortened manager. Like, dude, like, Damn, <laughs> they said he was with the, 
They said he was with the company for 10 years. Like he started that, when he was 21. Jesus Christ. That, under, that underscores just how pent up he was. I mean, like, how could you not be? You've been with Walmart for 10 years and you're only a manager. And yeah. even as a manager, you're making more than people on the floor, but you probably ain't making that much, if we're honest. And the, the thing is, too, just because America hates or doesn't listen to black women, a black woman had worked there told niggas two months in advance that, that, he, that he was crazy. Yeah. She was like, yo, he acts weird. I think he has a kill list and you should watch him. Nothing happens. Did you see his death note? Because you know I'd be reading shit like that. No, no. I don't even know where to find manifestos these days. Like the no, only I mean, it wasn't actually, really a manifesto, but I hear you. Oh, uh, the only one I actually saw some of was the dude who shot the sorority people at USC. Mm. And he, it was the first time I heard the term like incel or the term like meninists. I didn't know about um, that until his You're manifesto. talking about, um, I can see my man's face, Elliot Rogers. From 2016? Yeah, like that. he was like, I am the most handsome physical specimen. Yes. I'm so and rich. I have so much money. And mm-hmm. why don't you, why you women still want to be with these scoundrels is beneath me. And yes. I'll show you all. Yo, he he's, a a, he's a fucking martyr to like fringe, sadistic, um, pussy list. Is minute still a thing? <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, but see, but see, the the interesting thing is like some of these ideologies get thrown in with certain subcultures of the internet that because they overlap, but they're not necessarily one and the same. You know what I mean? What's the difference between an incel and a meninist? Or is that the same? Or is meninist just like the opposition to feminists? Meninists, meninists are men who believe that men have no rights and that, you know, it's like a big game being played. So they got to push back against the Me Too movement and properly, uh, you know, uphold the, the patriarchy, so to speak. And and incels okay. don't necessarily have to believe any of that shit. Incels are just men who don't want to be celibate, but have concluded that the system and society and everything and the setup and this step and every how everything is set up is the odds are so set up against them that they really have nothing to do but community with one another and kind of commiserate about being celibate and not like wait is that what the cell means in incel like yeah in no it's, it's in it's in it's involved it's involuntary celibate Involuntary, involuntary celibacy. Involuntary celibacy. So it's like I didn't ask for this, but because Chads and Tyrones exist, and everybody wants to fuck a Chad and a Tyrone, and they have oh, all, the, all the money. Well, black dudes <laughs> are Tyrones. Chads are, uh, the Chads? you know, Chads are like the blonde haired blue eyed Aryan. Uh, um, the fuck is the sport I'm picturing in my head? Lacrosse players. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chad. Mid- you know Chad. Midfielder. Yeah. You know Chad. Varsity. Yeah. Yeah. He's dating Susie Q. Meanwhile, there's some, you know, super intellectual, quirky kid reading 18th century Russian novels. And he's like, I'm smarter than all of you and you'll die tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) Send on 4chan. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like to some degree the geeks did inherit the earth to a degree. (laughs) But there's still like a certain, I don't know. It's called human nature. 
It's yeah. called it's called women don't want to fuck men that have no sense of what women are even Warm. interested in. Yeah. Like you got to play yeah. the game a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> young, you ever heard young um, incel? <laughs> yeah, you ever watch um Everybody Hates Chris? Mm-hmm. And there's this part where Chris ends up becoming a girl magnet and his theory was I think he was like 11. He was like the only way to get a girl is to get a girl. Like you have to get one <laughs> first to figure out what to do, and then you, yeah, I think that is mad true. It's kind of true. I was like, that's how you. Matter do of fact, it. I'll go. I'll go a level even deeper. Um, a a boy has to be initiated into getting girls by a girl who decides to get him. Mm, and then a, after yeah. that, and then after that happens he tries to duplicate the experience and he either succeeds or fails. You know what I mean? Like he either becomes yeah. good at it and gets multiple girls or he just like, damn, I, it was her. She was the one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you just kind of take it, at least for me, I kind of take it like an odds game. Like it's like yeah. when you go to a party, you want to dance with a girl, you kind of know off bat the first three are going to say no. You prepare mm-hmm. yourself for that. Like you know you're going to be rejected. So if the rejection doesn't really bother you, you can become like bold and fearless. And then one of the girls will dance. And you'd be like, oh, here we go. And then when a well, girl that, sees you dance with another girl, it just trickles on. Yeah, that's actually what I thought thought you meant by what Chris said when it was like, you got to have a girl to get a girl. Exactly. Because that, that, that is true. Like if you're, I know if I'm with a woman and she's laughing to a woman on the outside looking in, she at least, if she can't hear what I'm saying, says well he's funny he's charming and he's not weird because she'd be trying to get away from him exactly so when a woman sees you with a woman it automatically validates you to them yo i mean i used to only roll with women for that very reason like you know what i mean my 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 girl homegirl like she we ain't got to be dating you know what i mean but she could she could roll with me just just be around me because otherwise it's an extra mountain i gotta climb over just to prove to somebody i'm not a rapist you know what i mean when i'm saying hello you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, especially but to that, no, go ahead. Great, especially growing up, because shit's yeah. all over the place. Like nobody knows anything. But that's what I mean. Like you know, when you're when you're really young, you know, as we all are getting into this, ideally, you know, what I mean, it's different for incoming generations. It seems, but um, yeah, I wonder what the incels' problems is. Like what what what's the main the, for um, for real? Well, go ahead, finish your sentence because I might answer the wrong thing. Because I think in like, I feel like. For most of them, if they're smart enough, or if they think they're smart enough, at least to be intellectually better than some of these men that are dating these women, I'm like, well, then just use your fucking intelligence to get a woman. Like, just show off your smarts. It's gonna work for somebody. The, you know, from what I, you know, from what I read and and, and researched, because I can't really understand where these guys are coming from, but it it appears to me if a frustration that women just won't operate the way that these men think that they should. And the irony of that is I feel like a boy doesn't become at least a young man until he understands like, no, bro, she's a woman and she's going to be a woman. She's not her, her job isn't to move the way that a man thinks that she should move. Her job is to just be a woman. And your job is, is to understand that you're dealing with a woman and not a man. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So is that the issue? Like they think that women should behave in the manner that they deem fit. So it's, they're like, oh, this woman's 
conflicting with me so she's not like on my page like is that what it is i mean think of think of elliot rogers his whole beef was why can't these women see that i'm perfect and why are they choosing these other men as opposed to what the reality could have been is there are women choosing you but you're too ignorant to see it i doubt that in his case in particular but there's always somebody silly enough to sleep with somebody who's also silly because you know the niggas mean? are intelligent. Like they, 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 they know how to run a Reddit. They know how to run a subreddit. They have some level of intelligence. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just a mindset <laughs> of what you think a woman's supposed to be. It's is that among a, a multitude of of other contributing factors? I'm sure. But um, it's weird wild. because Super these wild. these these young men, you know, um, have a lot of anger and issues with weakness and an angry man who is convinced of his powerlessness and is also convinced that the world has conspired against him such that he can't have the sex that he feels he's entitled to is a and dangerous he motherfucker. Much, he has too much testosterone in his body. Yeah. He can't get yeah. it out. <laughs> he yeah. can't get it out. I, I think that's the theory behind a lot of people that'd be like losing their mind. hundred like percent. you can't release yourself, I think you can just step on your shoe and you just air out the entire club. And then then you also have like current broadband streaming era, high speed HD porn. Yeah, pornography. So, you know, motherfuckers is out here fucking. It just ain't you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know? Just watching the op every day. And the funny thing is, bro, like I I really empathize with these guys, even (laughs) though I damn sure ain't no involuntary celibate because. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, for multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even have to go down the list. But like, I, I feel for these guys because, like, the incel, the incel from from my observation, the incel community when it's reported on gets overlap with the pickup artist community, and the pickup artist community is was a questionable. You know what I mean? Like, even people who were former members of the pickup artist community are like. That was, that was some one? young shit. The pickup artist community was like it was a largely uh like um what I'm saying, Silicon Valley like tech culture of men who were very successful in like computer science and and you know these types of jobs, but they had no social skills, so they couldn't get women. So they would pay guys like um this guy named Mystery, for example, they would pay him thousands of dollars to teach him to teach them how to talk to women. Right. So it'd be what? like mystery. Neil Strauss was a writer for Rolling Stone. Neil Strauss did it for a while. He wrote a book about his time in that subculture called The Game. Wow. Um, what a sacrifice, right? sacrifice? All that yeah. intelligence and can't talk to pussy at all. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> such a smart motherfucker, but you can't. <laughs> it gets the irony of it for me is, you know, as a young man, having read some of that stuff. It's a little bit of a separate the meat from the bone situation. There is some bullshit there that I had to unlearn ultimately. But there's also things that I learned that were valuable that, you know, might have been articulated to me in a way that my father couldn't, for example. Right. So True. as as somebody who was a young man at one point who did um, read through in some of these forums and look at some of these posts and, you know, I'm not going to go into the details of everything, but like I, I was. um consuming this content that's technically the content not necessarily the content let me change that some of the jewels in that content is technically what some of these young men who identify as incels need 
because the conversation that was had mm. in that pickup artist community when it wasn't venturing into you know really silly juvenile shit like you know rating women um hb10 which means a hot blonde who's also a 10 they would they would use codes like that because they were trying to get what they were doing who you say because they're what because they're fucking engineers right so they're trying to gamify social dynamics exactly and so um that stuff is unnecessary you know boys club like you don't you don't really need that shit but it was just a bridge in order for mystery because that's part of the mystery method it was a bridge in order for mystery to teach these men these virgins who couldn't get pussy these grown virgins who couldn't get pussy how to like the term is called peacocking this is i don't know too much of this shit like i said i had to unlearn a lot of this shit to be honest <laughs> it sounds crap never heard of it i gotta google that shit um he was on like conan and like it was really big at one point because the game was like a bestseller on on um on uh whatever I- chart I heard about it in um in Japan where because of the nature I guess like the way the social shit is set up in there nobody really knows how to date so they have places mm-hmm. where they go where they're they like bars, people are yeah. hired to like be your date so you can feel more comfortable but they're just yep. paid workers. Yep. And it works for men and women. Like women are just as awkward so they have men show up and they're like talking about like oh let me get you a drink and it's all part of this like you know uh, experience and then they they're supposed to imitate it with real life uh, suitors and shit. Yeah, we're headed in that direction, man. I think all of this really America here. Yeah, I think all this really ultimately has to do with the curve of technology and um, you know, it's like humanity's attempt to keep up with the advancements of technology as processing power expands and gets cheaper because the materials get cheaper. You know, yeah, it's like you can so do less with can a be- smaller. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, because everybody can be tapped in with, like, little uh, hardware. You don't need much. You really just need a phone. Right. So, like, that and the fact that we're all interconnected is kind of, like, wreaking havoc on the social structure that exists with human beings who are trying to keep up with robots for jobs, and you're never going to be able to beat them. You know what I mean? Like, because no. the, 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 um... The, the people who own the tech companies have a vested interest in continuing to profit off of a, a parabolic curve. You, you know what I'm yeah, saying? You need, you need less. Yeah. You need less human salaries and more robots. Right. And it's going to work for like, you know, the toll booth. The thing is too, it's like, it's weird, but it's like such a natural form of evolution. All the people have to do is learn how to, they have to learn a system so they can troubleshoot it because the system will break. Mm-hmm. That's the flaw of all evolution. Like we have all the robots, but all the robots, they're going to break immediately. Like it's, it's going to be flawed. If you can mm-hmm. learn how to fix the robots then your job is there. But if you don't, then it's kind of like, I don't know what, what are you going to do? Yeah. That's why I feel like I'm, super late on the fucking coding programming train like technically i was already that programming so hard. I because don't like that shit at all um yo it's really it's really not i mean i guess everybody has their own like way of wrapping their mind around it but it's technically been a year since i started learning and it's like i remember trying to explain it to my nephew because i'm trying to like familiarize him with the concept while he's very young and it's like legos bro yeah, it's like programs and algorithms, right? Like one talks well, to the other. 
Yeah, but like sort of. really, like it, it's the funny thing is like when 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 you don't code, you look at it and it looks like you need to know a bunch of math and shit like that, but you don't because the computer can do math faster than you ever could. So all you really need to do is have a logical understanding based off of the premises of if. Yeah, most fun fact, most engineers I've met, like the smartest of the smart are terrible at math. I never met an I actual good it. math. I yeah, can believe it's, it. It's it's it's, it's um it's a methodical way of thinking that you need. You don't really need to be super technical. You can learn the terms no. later because it's his own language. It's a methodical or pragmatic mind state you need. Well, what especially I, I, in, in the workforce. Yeah, I can't speak to the to the to the workforce yet because I I haven't been hired in that particular role. But what I have realized is the the base of like resources for multiple different languages and frameworks and libraries and applications that are being invented and ex- expounded upon and yeah, re-updated and interpreted and all of these things is so expansive that there's no way that anybody could expect you to learn everything. So all the answers you really need are on Google. You just have to have a logical perception, like be able to say logically, if this happens, then that should happen. And then understand the syntax well enough to to type out what you're thinking in a way that the computer can understand. Yeah, I know syntax. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Because a lot of it is like, and and it takes a lot of, um, I don't think failing is the right word. But at least like in my experience. Trial like, and error. Yeah, it takes a lot of like you running into a problem so big. And you fuck up so bad that you have to reverse engineer the problem. And mm. when you run into that with something huge, like a cloud or like, I don't know, uh, like a server or something, mm. you inherently learn more from f- fucking it up than you did from fixing it. Because you realize how all the pieces fit because you broke it all. Yeah, so it's like, true. When you start running into that, and you get that type of experience. You start to realize that almost everything is the same mold. It just looks different. It has different bells and whistles, mm-hmm. but they all break the same. Mm-hmm. So like meaning like once you have one issue where like your cloud breaks, let's say it's like Azure, but then you go to something like AWS, when that cloud breaks, you see the similar traits. You're like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. And then error messages start to look the same. So yeah. it's a mixture of that. Like you really have to just go balls to the wall and get in trouble and you know, like especially in the workforce, the politics is very much Game of Thrones. So yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I don't, I don't know about that that side. I'm sure once I get to the as much as I, I want a, a um a, a engineer or developer job, like the the once I get in it, I'm sure. Like my thing is, I, I realize more and more, man. I just don't, and I guess this is like going to be one of those like who doesn't or who does, but like I just I don't like corporate. I don't like corporate makes me. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I, I understand weird. how I understand how important company culture is. Finally, at fucking thirty seven, but like it, it's I never feel like I never know where I stand in company culture in a company. Like, it's, it's like, am strange. I am I sitting it's, on the wrong chair? You know what I mean? For the yeah, for the first like couple of years, in my mind, I really was like, I'm still like a starving artist in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I even got in any of this type of uh, I don't know what to call it, like. It's like an ecosphere because most of the people there, and it's the sacrifice of being so smart, they're weird. 
Yeah. So off bat, because we're not weird socially, we automatically stand out better. Meaning like if you hmm. go into a room with a bunch of people, your natural charisma oh, is already going to outshine the people that are like high level Python people off bat. Right. <clears throat> like Homer. The thing is like when Homer hired the nerds. Right. It's like an automatic thing because people just want to be comfortable in their job. They don't really, yeah. they want things to make money, but you don't want to work next to a weirdo either. So mm-hmm. you automatically have a level up when you walk in. The second thing is some super smart people feel as though if they help you get smart, then they don't matter. So they stay hide information from you. Yeah. So you get into a, you get into the politics where like, Oh, you know, I'm new. I'm trying to figure out how to fix this. And they might say something like figure it out on your own when mm-hmm. they know how to fix it. Those, those people usually don't last long either. Um, and then everything else is just money. It just boils down to money. So like, if shit hits the fan, whole departments just get blown out. They all right. now suddenly work for India. Everybody in India is suddenly named Dave. And <laughs> shit like that just happens. Or somebody makes a stupid deal because some IT people think they can wear every hat. So they're like the IT guy, the manager guy, the project guy, the, the, the everything. And they can't mm-hmm. do it. They burn out and they make really bad decisions. Yeah. happens all the time. Like, I want to say even... um. Like, not recently. When I worked in Jersey City, there was this place called Capital Night, or Night Capital, I think it's called. And these niggas made a software to go into the um, stock market, but the software was, like, faulty. And they lost, like, $5 million in, like, 15 seconds because one of the engineers made, like, a mistake in the software. And it's like, shit like that just happens all the time. IT people are very expendable. I can believe it. I would yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a for some places. Yeah, it's hard to find somebody that balances both, where they're not yeah. weird and they're super smart. Very difficult to find. Yeah, charisma man. alone will give you six months at a place as long as you don't fuck anything up, like completely, and you're just doing the basic level one shit. Just being a decent person, you will get to six months easy. Especially, mm. it's weird. I feel like people like black charismatic guys too or just when you're black charismatic they think you're just eddie murphy for some reason (laughs) so it's sort of like you have like a cool past i didn't know that that was a thing until i realized how sway how (laughs) no for real because i've known you for a long time i don't know how you didn't pick up on you're the cool black friend (laughs) you are you are the epitome of the cool black friend (laughs) (laughs) i knew i was always a cool black dude i just didn't know that that shit was gonna work in corporate Oh. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I can understand not not being able know, to. I don't know what corporate yeah. is. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, like yo, there was there was one time I was working in New York and I went to uh, like a company like powwow thing, or whatever. And like one of the VPs was asking me about the Wire. Like fifty year old white <laughs> dude, he was like, "Yo, you watch the Wire?" I was like, "Nigga, what?" In my head, yeah, I'm just like, "Do you think?" Because I'm the cool black guy, that I like the wire. And you know what, nigga, you're right. I love this fucking show. I would love <laughs> to have this conversation right now, but I didn't know that that was a thing. Also, I was, didn't know how fucking weird people were in the workforce either. In regards to you being black, or just weird general? In general, I've seen some very strange <laughs> workers. Man, there was I a bet. guy who, yo, there was a dude 
at one of my jobs, you know, you have like the suggestion box. Yeah. It's anonymous, right? Well, it's supposed to be anyway. They figured out who put this weird shit in there. Somebody was putting in one of the managers is like this hot Indian woman. And I think she was like the IT manager. And every time we did a suggestion box, somebody would be like, I forgot her name. Um, I don't want to give her a name either because that's such an American racist thing to do. But basically, <laughs> somebody would somebody would be like, yo, why does blah, blah have this job? And we'll be like, whoa, that's a weird suggestion. Just move past that. This is like in meetings and shit. Mm-hmm. And it would just keep going on. Somebody would be like, oh, this person should be fired because they're a woman. And just like, wow, who's writing these? Tell or it'll say really something feel. like, yeah, like, oh, she might look good and have titties, but she's stupid. And you're just like, all right. <laughs> why? We have to Wait, why are out. you using the suggestion box this way? That's the real question. Like, what, right. to what, end, what do we think we're achieving here? Is this? It's because somebody has to read them out loud. So oh, it's like okay. he he knew that it would be the message would come across from somebody else's voice yeah. until they boiled down and found out who it was. And it was like this fat dude named Justin who had like a crush <laughs> on one of the other girls. We were like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Like, why would you think that was ever going to work? There was another guy who um he <laughs> no, I'm telling you, yo, IT people are very strange. There was a dude who said that his it was like his cousin or something. Somebody in his family had died, right? Yeah. And he had to go away to Philly for this funeral. Mind you, he had been acting super strange the whole time he was working there. So this nigga was like, yeah, I got to leave. And we have this shit on his phone called AirWatch. Like this old, this, this like a uh, MDM. It's like a mobile device management system. Yeah. They asked me to turn it on to see where he is because it has location from the GPS. Yeah. Why was this nigga around the corner? at like a chicken shack <laughs> at like noon in Jersey City. Right. So we're just like, why? Why? First off, why would you lie about a funeral in a whole different state? Second off, why are you near the job at the time you're supposed to be at said funeral? And then third off, it's like, why are you in a chick? It was just like, yo, what the I'm not going to front. Sound like some shit I would do once I stop giving a fuck about where I work. <laughs> Like, nigga, you right across back. the street. We can see you. <laughs> yes. And then he came back to work and was talking about the funeral. And we're just like, yo, what? Wait, so he and works in IT, but he doesn't know that he can be tracked on his phone? I don't think he knew that AirWatch was active. Because at that uh, time, MDM was fairly new. Because yeah. iPhones just had become corporate. But yeah. he was smart. But then he also would, like, show up to work with, like, you know those things with the pills? And it has, like, the different days on them? Yeah, you ever seen yeah. that? It's like a yeah, plastic yeah. thing. Yeah. He showed up to work one day with that shit. And he had mad pills in that shit. And then I think I asked him, like, yo, what are the pills for? He was just like, I think it's for my brain. And I was like, this nigga is weird. <laughs> this nigga is strange, boy. His name was Eric. He was like three years older than me. That nigga was yeah. not normal. I don't know why, she but like, that made me like think that. of... Uh... This nigga Dave Cat. Did you ever see that documentary? I think it was called Living Dolls or something like that. But it was about the men Dave who, Cat? the men who um, who have relationships with their uh, sex dolls and like oh no, like my sex doll is literally my girlfriend. I take her out with me. I buy her clothes. We spend quite like this nigga was painting his sex doll's nails and giving her a foot massage. And then, wow. and it's a whole documentary. I mean, it's girl. like a, I don't know if it's like a full documentary, like two hours or something. Might have been like a, a little twenty minute thing. 
but like this is the weirdest like the niggas is a dude is a black dude too and his name is oh, dave no. cat and he has a little emo swoop on his head and he oh, talks no. like i wish i could duplicate this nigga's voice but like <laughs> but like every time i see really weird shit or mass shootings and it's a black dude i'm always like damn it damn it man you don't count that as if one it's for a the white team dude, i don't care as much you don't count that as one for the team we gotta just show these these white folks we can <laughs> we're just as good as at them at mass murder I know we do. We have to prove we're just as dangerous or weird shit like marrying sex dolls. Yeah, but ah, um, that's weird. Actually, the dude, whatever my man's name was, the the manager that shot up the Walmart is kind of the Dave Cat. They were giving similar vibes. I kind of feel like if you would have gave that nigga a sex doll, he probably wouldn't have shot the motherfuckers up. Do you think if he, he would have been? Though? I don't think he he wouldn't. If he was getting pussy, he wouldn't get no quality pussy. You know what I mean? Because because one Not good enough nut, to stop him from shooting because one, one good yeah. nut would be like, you know what? Fuck these niggas at work. You know what I mean? Like it ain't yeah. it ain't worth it ain't it worth ain't, the, it ain't worth the potential serious. jail time. It isn't none of the shit associated with bringing in a. a I, I wish I had the. De- I'm gonna look up the death note. I'm gonna read this this shit uh, because <laughs> because it's like I read yeah. stuff like this and you feel like my nigga you. And he was 31. It wasn't like he was a spring no, chicken. Just like little, his nigga had lived life. I mean he's 31 years old. Kind well, of. Well, some people, you know what though? That's a uh that's a generalization. Some people may not have done anything. It, it's possible that he could have lived a shelter and, life. And, and and it's you, part and, of what Well, it, it definitely seemed like he lived a shelter life. And I'm not gonna be so bold as to say I know whether or not he had gotten a little whatever. But like right. it definitely you don't seem like it. It definitely don't seem like it from the way he responded and and the way he wrote this note. It's not long. That's why I was like, I'm gonna look it up. But um It's just wild that he had a kill list of his But he literally says in the in the note, maybe this wouldn't have happened if I had a wife. And I'm like See, you know where he fucked up? He said wife. Totally, totally (laughs) shot to the star right there, double fisted right there. He just started off with girl. Yeah, well (laughs) Or dates. um, Some people are like, I I wanna I wanna Yeah, I want a wife and kids right now. Be wild single. It's like you. You need to slow that shit down, nigga. <laughs> this, this sounds like experience <laughs> talking. Is it? It's, <laughs> it's some people I know. Wisdom shining through. I'm listen, listen. As a, as a certified bachelor, I'm not going for at 37. I'm not going front like I don't be thinking. You know, I want a wife and kids, knowing damn well motherfuckers in the wife and kids position is like. <laughs> uh, well, let me put it this way: they're not coming to me with joyous tales <laughs> of matrimony exactly. and fatherhood. <laughs> you need to move. You need to graduate to that. I would never. I know somebody who like kind of was just like, "Oh, I just want a wife, a wife and kid, or a husband and a kid." And I'm like, "You think that's gonna solve your problem? It is not going to solve." Your oh problem. well, it definitely it's ain't just gonna, solve gonna make problems. But that's what they think. They think like, "Oh, if I had this, my life would be that." And I'm like, "You going yeah, way no. backwards, buddy." I don't. I don't. That's think not. That. I don't know what people do. I think it's because they fall into, and it's not necessarily a binary thing. But they fall into categories of if I'm not this, then I have to be that. So it's like if I don't subscribe or if I don't look like what the average, I guess, American success story is, then I yeah. need that to feel like I'm a success. And it's like it does not yeah. translate over. And none of it really makes any sense at all. It's just shit people tell you that you think you're supposed to do. But all right, here you go. Fall you, for it. You ready? Yes. Sorry, God, I failed you. This was not your fault, but my own. I failed to listen to the groans of the Holy Spirit, which made a poor represent made me a poor representation of you. It actually is kind of lengthy, but it, it, you know, um, 
I was harassed by idiots with a low intelligence. This is another one of these. I'm smarter than y'all niggas. And a a lack of wisdom. I remain strong through most of the torment. Don't know what the torment is. But my dignity was completely taken away beyond repair by my phone getting hacked. So the trigger thing in this apparently was somebody hacked his phone. I think it was somebody he worked with. How? Nigga, I don't even know how to hack a phone. Who knows? And we don't even know if what he means by hacked. It might have meant somebody got his password and put like a picture of their dick as his background. And he's like, I'm the manager, you guys. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what it was. How do you even do that? What, get somebody's password? No, how do you put somebody's (laughs) dick on the phone? Never mind, go ahead. You know, I haven't done this, but it's not too hard for me to figure out, bro. Like if I, if I, like, 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 Google like, it. like, 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 you know how niggas used to, well, it's not niggas used to do this. Nobody I knew, but I seen it on TV shows. Motherfuckers fall asleep <laughs> and somebody draw a dick on their forehead and shit like that. Yes. Like yeah. there's a, that's a small step from, I have your phone and I got your password. I'm going to take a picture of my dick and put it on your background. Why you're sleeping or why you're not You there. see what I'm saying? That's, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not some shit that I would do or recommend, but I could see people doing stupid shit like that when they're young. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's done remotely. Like, his phone locks and it's a <laughs> picture a of, like, God. <laughs> yeah, he unlocks it. It's a picture of somebody's dick. <laughs> That's why okay. I'm like, yo, how's that? How do they do that? Uh, <laughs> I can't say that they were the only ones that lacked intelligence and wisdom. I was just as guilty for... This is the weird thing about this note is he's very, like trying to be above his actions in retrospect right before he's about to kill somebody Makes like no sense. It, it doesn't um i was just as guilty and failed my management team still trying to be a good manager huh failed my management yeah, team right. management team and everyone that ever loved me by convincing them that i was normal censored what? and the associates orchestrated it they laughed and made subtle cold speeches which i eventually figured out I thought Blank was my friend, but he betrayed me. Betrayal is one of the worst feelings next to regret. They laughed at me and said that I was like Jeffrey Dahmer. There's, I know them jokes was hitting, too. This is right after the series. Them yeah, jokes was, was They was roasting the shit out of this boy. <laughs> black, that shit was fire, too. Black Jeffrey Dahmer looking ass nigga. Yeah, glasses and face looking ass. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm on my brig, bitch. <laughs> Why don't you sweep it up? <laughs> I would have never killed anyone that entered my home. So he's better than Jeffrey Dahmer because he would never kill anybody that entered his home. Right? I were, I walk into the break room and shoot your ass, but I wouldn't, if I invite, you're in my home. You're yeah, in my there's house. Rules. There's these, rules these to morals. kill. Yeah, these morals. I have a, f- a few months back, I overheard Blank talking to Blank, and he told me that he had been trying to get rid of me since day one. After I heard that, I lashed out. The associates gave me evil, twisted grins, mocked me, and celebrated my downfall the last day. That's why they suffer the same fate as me. Blink from maintenance was emanating with the Holy Spirit, which I could feel. People thought that she was crazy for walking out, but unlike me, she actually listened to the Holy Spirit. See, when, when motherfuckers start extra name dropping the Holy Spirit right before they about to kill somebody, it's like, I, you know, mm. I, don't, I don't need that shadow cast on the actual praying Christians, like the ones that right. got shot up by Dylan, Dylan Roof. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, anyway. Um, right. She actually listened to the Holy Spirit. Like, blank, blank knew that they were antagonizing me one day. So she approached me in personnel and apologized to me. On her last day, she looked in my eyes, terrified by a demonic aura. My true, he sounds like he's jerking off while he's writing this. My true intent. It's like he's trying to write like fan fiction. He, because he, he knows he, he knows he ain't getting out of this alive. So he's trying to make he's trying to turn his life as a Walmart manager into something into, profound and meaningful. 
and and you know a statement about spirituality and where the world is yeah. headed like a thesis <laughs> yeah my true intent was never to murder anyone believe it or not i was actually he, he really put believe it or not he did that's why i had oh, to read no. it to you because of how this shit reads i was actually one of the most loving people in the world if you would get to know me it's our fault I just yeah, wanted, so I, here we go. I just wanted a wife that was equally yoked as I and obsessed over the thought. However, I didn't deserve a wife. That's an interesting sentence. What does yoke mean again? So yoke means, um, it's like, it's like, okay. So if you imagine uh, a farmer that's uh, uh, driving a plow through a long field, they might have two beasts to carry them forward. Right. So, so, yes. so if you can think of two oxes, you want to have them evenly yoked so that you can plow a straight line when you're farming. Oh, wow. So, really? Yeah. So so in the Bible, when they refer to uh, man and wife being equally yoked, um, usually it's meant in a spiritual term as you should have the same foundation of faith so that you can walk a straight line forward with your progeny. Oh, the deep ass words only be four letters. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, Yokes. that's I mean that's the conversation around yoke, but that's the yoke is the symbol that's used for um, in reference to marriage biblically. Um, Wild. Uh, equally yoked as I, and obsessed over the thought. However, I didn't deserve a wife. I hope that people will learn from everyone's mistakes, from everyone's mistakes, and truly love God and not the material possessions of the world. Now he's preaching. My only wish would have been to start over from scratch and that my parents would have paid closer attention to my social deficits. I take it back. This nigga definitely didn't get pussy. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. But I did not plan this. I promise things just fell in place like I was led by the Satan. I have written songs in the the past. This this how this how I know he didn't really read the Bible. I've written songs in the past, though. I've written songs in the past, though. You guys, I'm a musician. Y'all could have listened to my music. Hey, Y'all could have listened to my rhymes. I have a funky bass line. <laughs> I got a real, I got some real tasty licks, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I have written songs in the past. I only did it when I realized my phone was hacked and it was giving me the worst feeling imaginable. I wish that I could have saved everyone from myself. You could have saved everyone from yourself, homeboy. You could have just so went home. Wild. I will spare blank. Because I have a special place for her in my heart because my mother died from cancer. Interesting. Please blank. That person says something about that too. That why like he lived, he told her to go home or some shit. Yeah. Please blank. Let everyone know that bitter seed apricots are the cure for cancer and not the Dr. Sebi herbs. I think it says doctor, but I saw another one where it said like Dr. Sebi something. So he's like, this Dr. Sebi Wait. shit is whack. Right before I kill these niggas, I just need to let y'all know Dr. Sebi was a liar. What was the other one? Mint mustard seeds? Bitter seed apricots. It's very specific. <laughs> very specific. I don't know, but apparently it's the cure for cancer, and he knows. We should Google that. He my, would know. I mean, my God, forgive me for what I'm going to do. Dot dot dot. Wild. Yeah. No. And clearly, they all have clearly, clearly, he's got. He has some type of mental issue and got trig and it got triggered. Like the the phone thing was a trigger. Mm-hmm. And it was it just was like, like the, you know what? This is why back. I ain't got a wife and the Holy Spirit ain't right with me. 
and yeah. I'm more aligned with Satan. You and, know what? It all I'm gonna give you a gun. Sense. Yeah. It all made sense yeah. after that phone hack. Yeah, he was like, all y'all niggas and y'all material possessions and Walmart and this industry, and I manage you, and you just all I ask you is to come in on time and to you know what I'm saying right. <laughs> like not make not make Jeffrey Dahmer jokes. <laughs> right. Don't don't call me Jeffrey Dahmer. I would never kill somebody if they came into my house. Did he live alone? Did he live alone? I don't know. He does the this doesn't read like he lived alone. It reads like he lived with somebody else who wasn't a woman that he was sleeping with. You know what I mean? Like a right. mom. Definitely not. Or a, yeah. You know what like I mean? A cousin, an uncle. Yeah, like you wasn't. Or something. You went, you went from a house where you weren't a man to a job where you weren't a man and back and forth. And back and forth. Wow. You know what I mean? And had wow. and, and And sat back and had thoughts about whether or not you were being persecuted by God because you're so much better than these foolish people who wear Jordans and Listen to Cardi yeah. B. He even had that look right, with like bro. his haircut. He looked like one of them niggas that would look down he his did. nose at you for fucking with Tory Lanez. You know what I mean? He did. Who I fucked with? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tory, like, Tory kind of uh, hard. Yeah, I fuck with Tory Lanez. He, uh, yeah, this is um, people are just not all right. That's an interesting like, note, though, right? Wasn't that interesting? Overall. Didn't that read interesting? It had like there's a lot of different like elements to a it. Bit. Yeah, because apparently Dylan Roof didn't want to do it either. He was convincing himself not to do it before he did it. Bull- no, like no. Weird, Sorry. like, hopscotch Bullshit. type of thing. Bullshit. That's what I heard. Nope. I heard that he said that when he was in the church. Like, nope. he was trying to convince no, no, himself he's, he's, not to do whatever, it. Whatever. Whatever. I, 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 I'm not saying it's 100% true. I, I, it, I know. That's what he's saying in his manifesto. I know. I just got a particular... Uh, Hatred for Dylan. For Dylan Roof specifically. Specifically, yeah, no, he he definitely deserves like not even just because they were black. These were black people. I mean, just like what type of animal are you? First of all, for, what you know, what I mean, I don't want to make this no, go no, to a Dylan Roof. We'll it's do, just like yeah, we'll do it another stuff episode. Man, fucking fuck that nigga a thousand times. Nah, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it's just crazy that like the amount of uh, mass shootings overall mm-hmm. is from these non RIP people that apparently seem to be. Very much in like, I don't want to say wolves in sheep clothing, but you can't really spot them as easy as you would think. You know what I'm saying? Like you never How see. How could it you? How could you? <laughs> and I feel like back in the day you could spot a crazy nigga. Now you can't really spot a crazy nigga no more. Well, I feel like we're all being. That's what I was trying to get at before, and I, and I failed to make the point before. But like, I feel like we're all technically becoming technically more mentally unwell as time goes on due to technology. Because of the state we're in. Yeah, like it might be. At a like a unnoticeable level, but like we're all that much more isolated. We're all that much more disconnected. We're all, you know what I mean. The dollar is at a different place than it was before. You it's know, easy to slip too into. much screen time for everybody. Sleep is changing. The amount of uh, people having sex, the the curve is going down. You know what I mean? The amount of really? people who like live overall? alone and are unmarried. Yeah, like there's studies that like we're that's what I meant. We're we're headed in the direction of Japan. You know, which makes sense because you know what I mean. They had access to a different level of technology than we did. Than yeah. we did up until maybe this point. You know what I mean? America's starting yeah. to get on that tech wave, but Japan been on it to the point where they had some such a thing as otaku culture. If I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah, otaku culture is, is really crazy too. There's a lot of art comes out of it. Yeah, a lot of art that I like too, especially anime wise. Yeah, it's the isolation. But, um, yeah, it's deep. We can uh, we can wrap it up. We can go back to some of these themes though. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think if there's anything else more recent. Mm, not really. Not that not how ready 
has been going on. Kiki, Kiki Palmer's pregnant. Um, I'm surprised it took this again. long. I, I mean, Kiki Palmer seems like she's not really just gonna let a nigga just fuck her raw. Oh no, she don't seem like, like she for the bullshit. Clearances. She don't. She, that's, yeah, that's nah, hilarious. I don't think she for the bullshit, but um, she, I, I, I'd be trying to knock it down. I'd be trying to make something happen. I'd be trying to put something. Oh in. man! Ever since um, <laughs> ever since her uh, her titties got leaked, I was like, damn. This is oh, I didn't even see that. There's something what? to Google Remember tonight. That, that whole yeah, nigga. Nah, her I didn't. Was nice I didn't. As hell. But I, but I, but yeah, I, I believe she's right. Too. She just, she just got a, she just got a cool overall personality. She seemed like a dope chick. Which, on the inverse, she might be a difficult person to date. You know what I mean? But like, she's mm-hmm. an amazing person to observe as an entertainer. You know, so like, how could like you she's not? Hard to calm down. You think so? Like, you think she's just always that's, on ten? That's yeah. That's what my gut tells me. Like, I feel like you have to kind of play like the soundboard a little bit because I, I feel like whatever's going on, she's gonna be on you know like a certain thing, and you just need to like give her space. To I can calm see. Down. I can. I can. I can see what you mean. I feel like her 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 challenge probably more often would be like. A nigga having to take the back seat, you know what I mean? Like having to be mm-hmm. Mr. Kiki Palmer, because like, what is she not working on? You know what I'm saying? What can't she do? What, right? What for one, what can't she do? And but, she's a Virgo. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. Yeah, Virgos are like control, yeah. like they're mil- drill Super, sergeants. Yeah, yeah, Super dominant. Yeah, I mean Jada Pinkett. You know what I mean? Rest in <laughs> peace, Will Smith. I gotta send you. <laughs> I sent you his picture. That was going around on the internet. This shit is stupid. <laughs> yeah. She definitely wears the pants and the boots. <laughs> Shit said her. She was sitting. It was a picture of him sitting and somebody drew lines over it. And it was like, you know, Will had his legs crossed and they wrote the words cock shame. And then Jada had her <laughs> legs apart and it was like pussy face in the world. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going to front though. My boy was like, but it do look like they switched roles in this picture. And wait, I'll say this before, before we end. Um, I was thinking, I mean, obviously there's multiple reasons, but I do remember hearing Will say once that ever since he was a kid, he wanted to be, he wanted to win Best Actor, like the Oscar. So yeah, he did. So in Will's mind, coming to that show, knowing he was going to win the Oscar, it was like this night has to go exactly the way I wanted to. So like that joke, that one joke, and it was like manifesto, but, but but you know when everybody pointed out, he was like, um, he laughed first. Like, I feel like that's that's coming yeah. from the same place as the way his legs was crossed in the picture. I just got to show you the picture, and you'll see. <laughs> Yo, he talked on Trevor Noah about it too, and he's kind of like what we were saying before. Like, he really lost it. Like, it wasn't fake. He really like blacked out and had no idea what was going on. He won't say what caused the the rage and anger to get there. Mm-hmm. But he definitely didn't. He he was not himself. So he was he he really he really had a uh, he had a meltdown at the most perfect unperfect moment of all time or imperfect. Yeah, it really was. It really like, was. Of all the moments for him not to be Will Smith, that wasn't the time. Yeah, look at it. I just sent it to you. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> she is she is sitting like a boss though. She right, it doesn't it? It does look like she's the man and Will's the. And I mind you, I don't think this picture 
represents the entirety of their whole fucking relationship dynamic. No, I'm bullshitting. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm pretty sure they have a power dynamic. But that picture does look... But looking at that picture, because I was like, yeah, why is he sitting like that? But that's the pose of a man who still wants to win Best Oscar. Like, he's... he's he's. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you understand what I'm saying when I say that? Ah, hold on. And the microphone fell out. <laughs> that is hilarious. You can see it, right? Like, he's oh. like, I'm I'm docile. I'm submissive. Give me the I'm prize. Win. Give me the prize yeah. that I want to win. Like, I know you don't like tall black men. Let me shrink a little bit and smile for you. And she don't care. She don't give a shit. She knows she's not winning she Oscar. Jada, Jada knows she ain't going to get no damn Oscar. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. I mean, at least he's finally talking about it. Now we can kind of get his insight on it and how, like, I feel better knowing that he knows he lost his mind versus like any type of bullshit. Well, if he didn't, his team definitely let him know that's the, that's the only narrative that's going to get him back in good graces. And think of, think of the amount of investments that were already in process with Will Smith that it's like you, you, Hollywood can't get rid of him anyway. So you got to bring him back into the good graces of people. That's why you put him on the daily show. Yeah, there's way too much. At Next stop here, is going to be the view. High. And think about how high his stock was that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a Venus and Serena Williams movie. It's blackity <laughs> black Oscars, first of all. <laughs> it really is. And it's Will Smith. So it's like his his trajectory is, I don't even know what to call that. It's like a, uh, it's like a perfect storm. Like, you couldn't, have, you couldn't write this. This is a perfect storm of a career. That reaches a boiling point where he's yeah. like, I'm about to uncross my legs. This is the day I uncross my legs. Yeah. Let my nuts hang. Yeah. At the exact time where he should have crossed his legs. It's Uncle Fluffy. It's, <laughs> yeah, did you, you did hear about that? That's what his therapist calls the persona that he puts on in order to, to placate for American audiences. Like, I got to be the happy, lovable guy that makes everybody happy. Really, Uncle Fluffy? That's what uh, allegedly. That's what his therapist refers to him as, Uncle Fluffy. Now, whenever I see him being like extra lovable, like I want you to love me, I see Uncle Fluffy. Like I was looking at a clip of um him on on Jimmy what? Fallon where they do uh whatever that game is where it's like the four of them at the table and then you got to like answer the question without saying the word and they pass it around before the timer yeah. goes out. And you can yeah. see how eager Will is to get a joke in. It just it almost comes off awkward. Like he's like he's trying to make somebody his friend, but we're already his friend. Wow. Okay. Next anyway, podcast, yeah, yeah. we dissect the evil, twisted mind of Will Smith. <laughs> Word. As far back as the six degrees separation, all of that shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, uh, it's your host Sandbag Larry, aka No Bone Malone, uh, aka My Daughter Hates Sleep, uh, aka hashtag no, hashtag no Hope. With my co-host. Uh. Nova's uncle, aka the one and only Sahu, aka Buggy to your nosebleed, aka uh, the last real nigga on earth, and the dolphin strangler. Yeah, and the what, what else did I say I strangled earlier? What other I animal think it was, was, like it? A, was it? A what mountain cat? Mountain cat would be funny. I don't know. The mountain cat strangler. It was Rudolph the red nosed strangler or some shit like strangler. that. I said some some shit like that. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right, and we out. <laughs>